I am your co-host, Bradford Barth. And I'm your host, Stephanie Kretz. That was really loud. I apologize. That was very loud. Yeah. Startled me. Well, you know. I was trying to make it sound like a fight was starting. Oh. Are we going to fight? No. (laughs) But a couple people in this episode are going to have a war on words. A war with words? That stutter out of the gate. Very slowly. Well, uh, Brad, how's it uh, going? It's been a busy week. Yeah. Had some bad news this morning. Oh, no. Death in the family. Oh, really? Yeah. Why didn't you tell me that before we started recording? (laughs) Well, I rambled on about my work shit. Because I enjoyed listening to you ramble on about (laughs) your work stuff. (laughs) What can I say? I'm sorry to hear that. It's okay. Knew it was coming. Still never fun. It's not. It's the woman, my aunt, who had watched me after school from preschool all the way, probably before preschool too. Mm -hmm. This is the one that watched me take apart the playpen so I could escape captivity as a toddler. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. And, uh... Up until seventh grade, when they moved to Kentucky, maybe sixth grade. I don't. I don't remember how long I was at cousins after school. I don't know if it was one or two years. It might have been. It might have been t- the end of sixth grade. I think. No, it was seventh grade. <laughs> okay. Because then I had the option. To stay home and watch my siblings for the summers while my parents worked. But it must have been seventh grade. I must have been 12. Yeah. When my parents felt I was old enough to do such things. <clears throat> Considering my birthday's late in the year in October, and, you know, I didn't turn 18 until <laughs> I was halfway through my freshman year of college. So, oh, tiny baby. Yeah. Not halfway through, I suppose. Uh Getting to close to halfway through. Weird. So every night I was out hanging out with friends in college, I was doing it illegally. Such a rebel. You are rebellious. (laughs) You rebel. But no, been a busy week. Uh Can't say that uh, I enjoy that. I don't uh, enjoy that either. It's, um really hard to feel good about being super busy all the time. <laughs> uh-huh. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Is it difficult to listen to words stumble out of somebody's yes, mouth? Very, I, I wasn't sure if you were <laughs> imitating Ross, or if you're literally just stumbling them out. I think I was imitating Russ. Oh, Russ. Okay. I think you were doing Ross. I, ooh, I don't want to do Ross. Nobody does. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, David Schwimmer. 
Four not, weddings and a funeral? Just not into you. Or was it four funerals and a wedding? I think it's the first one. Four weddings and a funeral? Yeah, that sounds more correct. Okay. I don't know. Today I hosted a webinar. Congratulations. So this is my second recording of the day. <laughs> oh, so you're all warmed up and ready to go? Yeah, totally. You didn't use all your good words at this webinar, did you? I had a script and I... And I probably. Yep, um, yep. Definitely Ross. <laughs> <laughs> I had to introduce all the panelists who were giving a presentation. And then I had to... Did you have to say what they were wearing? No, because it wasn't... I didn't see anyone. Hi, this is Bill. He's wearing Sears. Do you want to know what's weird, though? The three people that were on the panelists had the same names as three of my coworkers. Isn't that weird? Maybe. It was just very strange. I could one weird you more. Sure. I wrote an email yesterday to somebody, and I was going to say Bob, comma. Uh-huh. And then write the email. Bob, comma. Yes. Until I realized that the three people I was emailing. <laughs> were all named Bob. Robert Sloma. <laughs> <laughs> Rob somebody. And this this guy was another Robert. Yeah. And they all used Bob. Well, maybe except for the one Rob uh, as their name. And I was, so I started the email out with Mr. and his last name. And I said, I was going to say Bob. Until I realized I was writing an email to three Bobs. <laughs> and I, did, I wanted the Bob I was talking uh, to to know I was talking to him. <laughs> that's very, very weird. I thought it was enjoyable. He hasn't responded yet. Oh. Well. But one of the Bobs did. Good. So. Congrats on your <laughs> bobbing. Thank you. It was, I was heading into bobbing waters. Uh-huh. <laughs> but someone did make a comment during the webinar that this was the most informative one they've ever been on. And they thanked me personally, even though I did not give any informative information. <laughs> you set it up. <laughs> it's funny. You brought all the information. You brought the informative people together. I didn't do anything. For the I just showed up and read a script and left. Oh. I'm not in charge of the webinar. I just was moderating. That was misplaced uh, gratitude. Uh-huh. And I'll take it. Seminar person, <laughs> if you want to know her true skills, you're in the right zone. Because <laughs> right now, Stephanie Kretz is in her element. Yes, I'm not going to. I still, even though I wasn't even presenting and I was just introducing people, my voice was still like, uh, hi, welcome to the webinar. This is episode 66, Stephanie. I know. How could you possibly have been that way? You have all this. They had crappy mics, didn't they? It wasn't. I mean, I was using my headset for my phone. Oh. But it was. Um, you didn't sound as crisp and clean as you do with me. It was just me. scary because I had to start. I had to kick off the webinar. And, and normally was, you're used and to And there were 350 saying, people yeah. listening. Uh-huh. At like live, right? So I didn't get edited. <laughs> <laughs> so you were afraid to um. I'm spoiled by your editing. Yeah. And Did the you... fact that it's just the two of us, I don't have to see the numbers of people going up while up I'm down. listening. Yeah. Or while I'm speaking. Did you enjoy my editing on our previous episode? I haven't listened in a while. Oh, neither have I, because I listen when I edit. Yeah. And then I'm like, this is self-defeating. But I did do some crafty editing and removed a spoiler section that I had put in and now everybody knows the curtain's been drawn back and i said things that aren't there that you 
so I shouldn't spoil her. And yeah. I say, okay, because somehow it all worked out perfectly. <laughs> Perfect. I will listen and I will enjoy. Yeah. You should know where it's, it's like really early. It on. was the very beginning. Yeah. yeah. Very beginning. Where I may have said something. Yeah. We won't, we won't say it again. Yeah. I just can't help it, Stephanie. I have to say it. In Endgame, Superman dies. <laughs> <laughs> It yeah, because Marvel crushed <laughs> Marvel crushed DC. The only Marvel movie that brings up DC a lot is Deadpool, and it makes me laugh mm-hmm. all the time. That movie's very funny. Both of them. Both of them, yes. Can't wait for the third, hopefully, maybe. I'm sure there will be a third. There's got to be, right? I'm sure. They like to come in threes. Yeah. Trilogies. Suki is making like weird bird noises. She's trying to communicate with something? I don't know. What are you trying to communicate with Suki? Suki, what's up? Suki, where's Timmy? Is Timmy is Timmy is Timmy hurt? <laughs> is she sitting on the drying sheet? I do not see her uh, over there. She's somewhere in the kitchen. The other day she went she opened the cabinet, crawled inside. <laughs> And then <laughs> swatted out all of my cupcake holders. Yeah. Like all the little wrappings that you put on cupcakes. All right, so those are worthless now. Yeah. And I was like, Suki, what are you doing? I just hear like a commotion and I'm in the other room. Like, what the hell's going on in here? She wanted cupcakes. Apparently she's like, bitch, make me some cupcakes. But you didn't. I did not. And now she's howling in the kitchen yeah. at your lack of, of Let proper. Let me check on her. I don't know what the hell she's doing. Proper uh, belief in her needs. Steph- Stephanie's getting up and walking away. She's taken off her headphones. She's, she's, a, what's she doing? I'll give a play-by-play. She's in the cabinet. Now she's out of the cabinet. Like the cabinet, like that, that like, sounded like you were doing an up-top cabinet. Yeah, she was in the one, she was in the one above the microwave. What? <laughs> How'd you get up there? She's crazy. Crafty cat. She's a bonkers. Literal bonkers. So this week we're doing Friends. Friends. Because season, I'm lazy. <laughs> season two episode. Season two episode ten. And uh, it's the one with Russ. Yes, correct. Is the title. Because mm-hmm. those titles are really easy to remember. The one with Russ, yes. And I chose this because I'm very stressed out and busy, and I was like, I need something that's 20 minutes long. It, yeah. I, was, <laughs> it, I, I felt like I was cheating on my homework this week. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to do a shorty. We'll make it up in a while and do a movie again. Yep. And then it'll just be something that's not going to be Alien Covenant, where we have to split it in two episodes, because <laughs> stuff is so... Disgusted with everything. Oh, and then probably we, do what Endgame is. <laughs> we go into a deep dive uh, research session during that podcast, right. which was excellent. I loved it. Yes, that was a fun one. Go back and listen if you haven't. <laughs> it's a great episode. Great two-parter. It's Covenant Part 1 and Part 2. So good. Way back in the... Uh, the... Uh, 2018s. Episode 33 and 34. Look at that. Exactly half a time back. Because we're on 66. Wow, and I wrote that this year was... 
I wrote that we published it or we recorded it on August 23rd, 2016. That's incorrect. <laughs> you sure? <laughs> Maybe we traveled back in time and recorded the Alien Covenant one and then it We might have broadcasted now. Mm. Weird. Anyway, can't stop the signal, Mel. <laughs> this episode's called The One with Russ as Brad said a minute ago. You're welcome. I curtsy. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> I guess to set up a little bit of the story, Rachel and Ross almost started dating, mm-hmm. but then he made, but he was dating this woman named Julie at the same time who he had, who he had met, mm-hmm. and he was making a list between which woman he wanted to be with and listed their good and their bad attributes, and he broke up with Julie and then decided to date Rachel, but then Rachel found the list, and she was not happy because she focused on all the negative attributes and was very upset because she said what if someone that you liked thought about all the worst things that you think about yourself yeah. and thought them about you so she was upset and so they didn't get together okay just fyi thank you <laughs> so they're not together i'm not that currently. far into the season i'm still in season one on my very, very slow rewatch of Friends. <laughs> <laughs> I just know that off the top of my head from context of what was happening in this episode. I was like, oh, this is what happened an episode or two before this. Gotcha. Because I've seen them a gazillion times. So, but we begin with Joey. We begin with Joey. <laughs> Don't we always? How you doing? How you doing? He is running to the newsstand. To yes. see his review of his play. With everybody. With everyone else. And it's like 1 a.m. because I guess the papers were just released. Mm-hmm. And he wants to see what the, yeah, what the reviewers had to say, which is like, wow, this is dated. <laughs> Why? Oh, because no internet. I get it. Because they're running to the newsstands the news to read stand. the review. Yeah, that's true. It's very funny. This also episode is 23 years old, if you want to feel dated. Uh, you know, I just prefer a girlfriend to feel dated, but you know, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, I'm going to give you it with time. <laughs> time passing. How many years old is this episode? 23. Oh, jeez. I know. It looked like it was in high def. Maybe they remastered it. We can only hope. Yeah. It looked like it took up the whole screen. I didn't recall. I don't, I don't recall watching Black Bars like I have to in Buffy. I don't remember. How old is I Buffy? Th- Buffy is 97. So yeah, 22, 23 years old. Why didn't they give Buffy the I upgrade? think they're going to. I think they're going to re-release all of it. Like super nice, okay. high def. That'd be cool. They should. Yeah, I have all those big box sets from... I think I was in like eighth grade when I bought all and I started collecting those. Mm-hmm. My they're mom started on, buying them. They're all on Betamax. Yeah. They're so big. Stephanie has to pull out her VCR every time she wants to watch they're one of them. They're not VCR. They're DVDs. God. What are those? <laughs> Ugh, I'm so old. <laughs> old school. <laughs> My DVDs. Do DVDs even have internet content you can connect with? No. Wow. I don't think so. Yeah, because you would have had to dial up on AOL. It's <laughs> taking forever to get a. Yeah, to I remember a, a watching image. my Buffy DVDs 
I think season two was the first one I bought. And then, and they were like $60. It was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. Bought That's because that whole season fits on like 15 discs. It's, there's six discs for every season, okay? <laughs> and now on Blu-ray, you get that in two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're so fancy. I'm not fancy because I just download everything off you the You know internet. what's even worse? Is they didn't release Angel for a super long time. So I bought bootleg VCR recordings of Angel on eBay. Wow. <laughs> You can't really call those bootleg because <laughs> the guy had to record it off of the Yeah, VC. he recorded his DVDs of Angel oh, did he onto, really? VC, onto <laughs> that is uh, VC, VCR tape, whatever the fuck they're called. So he had one of those combo VCR DVD things, but instead of putting a VCR tape in and recording it to a DVD, he put a DVD in and recorded it to the VCR side. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I don't know why I couldn't get the DVDs. For some reason, they weren't releasing them, for some, or I had missed them coming out, or I don't know, something where I was unable to get them, so I had to do it this way. They Disney'd you, huh? Yeah. Limited release? But now I have them all now, but I just very much remember they're hiding behind that Buffy picture. Mm-hmm. Right, she's um, protecting him. Yep. And it's just very funny that I had to do that. Those were the times. Mm-hmm. Season two of Angel. It's when you had to get bootleg weird. content by actually buying physical media <laughs> for your VCR. Because <laughs> if you had to download that sort of stuff back then, that's a week for an episode. Dude, I know. Yeah, well, and, I was and then if somebody calls you, it's all over. Yeah, and I was downloading so much like bootleg Japanese shit. Also, so it's just there was just. I had too much stuff going on, man. Mm-hmm. High school, all about the downloading. Yep. I learned how to be a pirate early on in my life. Yep. At what speeds? I don't know. <laughs> Slow. Fourteen <laughs> five. I don't know. <laughs> or did you have a nineteen two modem? I have no idea. <laughs> I watched Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon on my computer, <laughs> the live action version. Highly I had pixelated. That. Oh, it was all right. It was okay. I suppose standard def is a That smaller might have been file. early college, though, when that came out. I see. Either way, lots of downloading things. So, reviews. Oh, Th- yeah. That the newspaper stand. Oh, yeah. We're all Boy, talking did about we friends. tangent. It's your fault. You said Buffy. <laughs> I did. I apologize. So, Joey opens the newspaper because it's the 1800s. <laughs> and then spits into a spittoon. Uh huh. The only thing worse than the mindless adolescent direction is Joseph Tribbiani's disturbingly unskilled portrayal of the king. He's very sad about this review. Um, and then, I would too. I'm just saying that would be a bummer. It is a bummer. And then Ross has a different paper and he's like, oh, I have a different one. Let's see. And then, he, But then he doesn't want to read the review because it's probably worse. Right. Joey's really sad and he's kind of getting down on himself. And then Monica's like, wait, wait, I have a review that, you know, might help you. And she gets all excited and starts reading it. It's like in a midi- in a mediocre play, Joseph Cherbiani achieves brilliant new levels of continued on page 153 sucking. <laughs> <laughs> so started out so good. Yeah. So then we're like, oh, sad. So they went to another page for one word. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there was more after that. I'm they sure just stopped was, reading. Yeah. yeah. Then the then it was the the music cut in. 
No one ever told you that life is really gonna fun. be this way. I don't know the words, but I know the melody. <laughs> I guess I'll just have to do this right here. And after this is done, we're gonna podcast more because I'll we're here. Be, yeah. <laughs> we'll do a podcast Welcome for you. Welcome to Seeing Double. Because we're here at the place. Welcome to Seeing Double. <laughs> we're gonna talk in your face. Figuratively, welcome <laughs> to see the- Beautiful. Good job. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> so, oh, and while that was all happening, we were playing in a fountain. Yes, of course, with umbrellas and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we put Stephanie's couch in the fountain, <laughs> uh, but we did. Just for fun. So, after these glowing reviews, Joey is having an identity crisis. I'm sorry. You just read them word for word. (laughs) I'm being sarcastic. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And that, so he's not sure if he wants to be an actor because he's been trying for so long and he's not getting anywhere with it. He said when he was little, he wanted to be a veterinarian, but then he found out he had to put his hand at cows and stuff. Know all about that. Just saw it last week. Did you? Oh, yeah, Helena. <laughs> Not Helena, but yes. Or from cow's name. You knew that? Was that a fun fact you found out after the fact? The oh. cow's name was Helena? No. <laughs> I just associated Helena with the farm. <laughs> oh, the farm. Don't hear Helena say you're calling her a cow. You'll be dead. She'll go, moo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ross comes in after a tough day at work. Apparently, a stegosaurus fell over and trapped a kid. <sighs> a tough day at the museum. That's why you don't let stegosauruses drink. I'm just saying. They can't hold their liquor. I know. Small livers. <laughs> Probably considerably larger than ours. No, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Livers are evenly uh, connected to the size of your brain. And oh. stegosauruses have a really tiny they have head. A very, they have a tiny, tiny brain. Yeah, so they have a tiny liver. So when that guy was drinking all that Jack going, Captain, he, uh, you know, not Jack, Captain Morgan, sorry. Uh-huh. You don't drink Jack, go Captain. I know, I know <sighs> what they are. My goodness. He was instantly drunk. Yeah. Toppled and then over. he tried to put his foot up, but he's a quadruped, so mm-hmm. he immediately fell over because his spikes weighed him back. Yep. See? We figured it out. We did. And that's how the stegosauruses died. <laughs> Severe alcoholism. Uh, Ross but, will back us up. But yes, Ross comes in and he goes, hi. Because that's what he does. And then he talks about stegosaurus. I missed the high part. Mm-hmm. Uh, he recognizes a jacket on the chair or couch or somewhere. And he realizes it is fun Bobby who Monica has dated on and off. A couple times on the show, but probably more in the past that we have not seen. Right. Uh, Fun Bobby is very hyper, excited. Fun. Fun. He's fun. He's fun (laughs) Bobby. They've named him appropriately. Uh Uh-huh. He brings the party. He, Joey's all sad, so Bob, Fun Bobby offers to pick him up, and so he literally picks him up and starts shaking him until Joey starts giggling. Mm-hmm. And it makes him feel better. 
And everyone else wants to be picked up, but he doesn't have time. So right. he runs. He says goodbye to Monica. And then uh, they're kind of all milling about and collecting all of the wine bottles. And they're like, wow, I can't believe we drank. Went through five bottles tonight. And they're all kind of tallying up how much they had. And each of them had like one or two glasses. Or right. Chandler, who had a mug full of wine. And then I got boned at the Museum of Natural History mug. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that mug there when I was there. You didn't the I got boned mug? I didn't see that mug. I was there in December. You were hoping to? No, I just didn't see it, just in general. I don't remember seeing that mug. I bet it had a dinosaur skeleton on it. Probably. Fun play on words. Yeah. Maybe because the use of the word boned has changed over time and But I still use that word. All the time you do. I say boned. Yep, you're so dated. Yeah. I was talking to Stacy recently and I said something and I said something about somebody boning someone. She's like, I haven't heard you say bone in a while. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I guess I do say that a lot. Mm-hmm. I used to say boink, but I stole that from Buffy. Right. And I like, I like saying boned. Bo- because it sounds more. Sub boners. Primal. I don't know. It's just funny to me. It's a funny <laughs> word. Because it's not like. It's not as obscene as the F word, and it's not as clinical as have sex. Yeah, that's true. It's like in between. And it's definitely not as clinical as coitus. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> or copulation. <laughs> oh, there's a good one. And you know, making love is just a little too romantic. Right, and that's not something that you do all the time. No, exactly. <laughs> Another weird tangent, anyway. You could have said made, they made whoopee. They made whoopee. But whoopee reminds me of whoopee cushion, which reminds me of farts. Whoopee reminds me of whoopee Goldberg. Yeah, see, we it's are, not a good It's not a good one. That's making, why I like bone. Making whoopee happy happen once that I know of. <laughs> <laughs> never, never heard of another whoopee anywhere. Yeah. Except for the cushion, of course. Yep. <laughs> and those are endlessly fun. I have a whoopee cushion maker sound thing on my phone, and you can set it to be activated by uh, shaking the phone. Yeah. So one time I got it to be perfectly calibrated so that every time I took a step, it would make a noise, and I went and walked by somebody's desk at work, and I'm like, I'm just, I'm so sorry, and I just kept walking. (laughs) (laughs) We had a lot of fun that day. Nick and I watched the show last weekend called I Think You Should Leave, and it's by the Lonely Island people and this guy, uh, Tim Robinson, I think. Uh-huh. But it was very irreverent and very stupid humor, but you really like it, I think. Because I'm only smart enough for stupid humor? I'm joking. I'm joking. It's, it's your kind of humor. It's very funny. I do like dumb humor. And... That's humor you don't have to think about. Yeah. Although humor you have to think about is even better sometimes. This is true. When you're laughing and nobody but it else was, gets it. But it was like midnight and the, every episode's like 15 or 20 minutes long and mm-hmm. it was like six episodes. So we just had, we just watched all of them. But there was one where the guy, like someone tricked him and put a whoopee cushion on his chair mm-hmm. and he like sat on it and then it was just like the most dramatic thing and it's like you think it's funny that i would have to go to the doctor and think there's something wrong with me and then because i had gas and all this i don't know it's you should watch it it's funny (laughs) but you would know there was a whoopee cushion it's that's not the point the point (laughs) is that it's dramatic and stupid okay what's it called 
I think you should leave. All right. Well, I hope you enjoy. <laughs> I'll go. I but there's mean... a lot of like lonely out there. Like Andy Samberg's in it. Uh, Good luck, Stephanie. Steph Stephen Young is in it. Uh, See you next week. He's not leaving. Don't believe. <laughs> don't believe his lies. Uh, this guy from Veep is in it. Anyway. So, whoopee cushion. No, that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> nope. We were talking about boning. <laughs> got so distracted. The bone mug. Yeah, I got bone mug. So, they were tallying all of the wine, and they realized that Fun Bobby drank most of it. Three bottles, because they figured that their they tally was about two. Yeah. Are you sure it was only five bottles of wine? They I said thought five. it was six. They okay. said five. Hey, you know what today is? The two-year anniversary of the time that Caitlin bought seven bottles of wine for that party. Four-year anniversary of that. Yeah. Okay. Was like, did I guess right? Yeah, that was what I was gonna say. Yes. It was four years since we drank seven bottles of wine in one night. Caitlin, you're bad influence. (laughs) (laughs) That was a fun night, though. Caitlin gets upset at me every time I bring that up because I personally walked in the door with two bottles. It's true, and I also did. And then somebody else came over with more. Or I did think she... Allie came over with another bottle. And then Caitlin had three to start. Yeah. We were going through stuff. We had a bottle left over. We did have one bottle left over. We didn't. We didn't do too bad. But we each drank like at least one and a half alone. Shh. Don't it think was... about the numbers. And I walked all the way home. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, I stayed over. You stayed over. I walked home, and then I had a very terrible night. Anyway. That's a whole other, because I was going through all that stuff yes. at the time. I know what that stuff So is. that was bad. Anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. Otherwise, it was a very fun night. You're welcome. So, <laughs> and it was very necessary for the time period. It was. So they realized that Monica can't remember a time when he wasn't drinking when they were all together. Right. So that's a problem. She even came up with an instance at which you wouldn't really be drinking that the he zoo. was drinking. Yeah. The zoo, yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. So the next morning, or I don't know, who knows what the timeline is. Someday, someday in the future <laughs> mm-hmm. at the coffee shop. They're all having coffee in the morning. And then Fun Bobby suggests making the coffees Irish. And he pulls out a flask. Mm-hmm. And she says, boy, you've been making a lot of things Irish lately. And he says he'd make them Belgian, but the waffles are hard to get into the flask. I agree. Which is funny. Funny joke. At least cooked. They're hard yeah, to get in there. I mean, true. if you just had, but then you'd need to cook them. Yeah, gross. Yeah. So Monica confronts him that she's worried about him and his drinking. And he admits that, you know, this isn't the first time someone said something to him. Mm -hmm. And he always makes excuses like he's a social drinker Mm -hmm. or it's flag day so Mm -hmm. he can have a drink. Yep. But he says he's going to try and quit for her. Right. Because he cares about her. What was his excuse for that day? I don't know. I thought she asked him, what's your excuse for today? And I, for, he, I thought he had an excuse. I don't remember. <laughs> it wasn't notable enough to make a note, huh? Uh-oh. Nope. Uh, Joey has an audition for Days of Our Lives, which is very exciting since mm-hmm. he was so sad. Right. Phoebe suggests... That's a soap opera. It is. For those that might not know. It is. Like one that's currently probably still running. It is still on. See? Forever and ever. It is eternal. For the days of our lives. <laughs> Just like the days of our lives, it is forever. <laughs> Phoebus, Phoebe. FIFA. Phoebe. Phoebus. 
suggests <laughs> celebrating with a soap opera theme. And Chandler says we should all sleep together and then one of us could get amnesia. Yep. But Rachel says she can't celebrate because she has a date because she's getting over Ross. Uh-huh. And she says, you all will just have to get used to the fact that I will not be dating Ross. And then, and then her date shows up. And then her date shows up and she says, this is Russ, who is Ross's doppelganger. And David Schwimmer in slightly, slightly weird makeup. Yeah, you know. Slightly altered. Slightly. Very slightly. Just a little like bit. Like maybe like extended his chin a little bit. Just a bit maybe. Gave him a little, gave him a wig. Yeah, maybe some higher cheekbones. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to think of what actor I would put him under, but I couldn't think of the actor's name. Still can't think of the actor's name. Thought about it all day today. About who? What? I was by the internet, and I could have looked up the actor's name. Didn't do it. David Schwimmer? Not his name. No. The If I were going to say you had Ross, uh-huh. who's David Schwimmer, then Russ would be the bluch of Ross and this actor's name, but I have no idea who it is, and I didn't look it up. Uh. That's my fun story. Cool, cool story. See, I really build it up. Yeah. And then I just leave you upset <laughs> because I'm not going to have an answer for you. I'm, I'm devastated. Sorry. Yeah. That's how I roll. They're all shook because they're like, ooh. Uh-huh. But anyway, we'll get back to that. Does Phoebe say holy hell? I don't know. Does she? I don't know. Phoebe's usually the one for the good cracks when somebody looks like somebody. And- mm-hmm. That's why I loved Phoebe. Joey visits his agent, Estelle. How you doing, Joey? (laughs) You can't read the reviews. She she says he got a callback for the Days of Our Lives thing. Or, sorry, he says he got a callback. Right. But? And she says, Joey, have you ever seen me ecstatic? Well, (laughs) here it is. And then she just barely smiles. Yeah, she brings her lip up, top lip up a little bit. Like a little dog snarling. Yeah. He says the issue with the callback is that he gets the feeling he could get the part if he slept with the casting agent. Mm-hmm. Or as he says, sent the little general in. Right. Um, so what was the part he was getting? It was like a cab driver. Okay. Seems a little extreme yeah, for like a cab one or two driver. Episodes. Yeah, nah. But when you're a desperate actor, I guess this is the problem with Hollywood. But this is Joey. He should have no problem with this. Is she attractive? They discuss it later. Okay, we'll find out. But El Estelle calls and confirms that yep, if he wants the party, he has to sleep with her. Okay. Um, unfortunately, fun Bobby is no longer fun when he's sober. And he tells a very boring story about hammers. Mm-hmm. I know how hardware stores aren't open at 1 a.m. in the yep. village or something like that. This show sends some bad messages in this episode, I just wanted to say. It's riveting. <laughs> Did you know that in the village, the hardware stores aren't open I at 1 a.m.? I didn't know, because I don't live in New York. Why would you need a hammer at 1 a.m.? Just throwing that out there. You never know. Doing some housework. At 1 a.m. in New York City? Maybe. Remember that time I was what... hanging up pictures for oh, you yeah, and it was like the... 10 o'clock? <laughs> and she knocked on the wall? Yes. That was 10 o'clock. To be fair, I learned that's a studio apartment, so like it's her whole apartment. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Sorry. And then I was like, <laughs> I have a whole bedroom. Whole one bedroom in here. 
<laughs> so your bedroom is her apartment? Basically. Minus the kitchen? Yeah. Okay. Or maybe just like this room? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. But anyway. Yeah. So he is now ridiculously dull Bobby, no longer fun Bobby. Thank you, Chandler. Bing! Ha <laughs> ha Russ shows up. Russ, not Ross. Right. But Chandler calls him Ross, then gasps when he realizes that it's not Ross, but it's Russ. Right. <laughs> so Phoebe goes to talk to Rachel about Russ. She says, you know what you're doing, right? Doesn't Russ remind you of someone? And Rachel goes, Bob Saget? <laughs> and Phoebe goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> so easy to get Phoebe off topic. <laughs> and he doesn't remind me of Bob Saget at all. Me I'm just going to say he, wasn't, he didn't use enough cuss words. <laughs> And, um, yeah, no. Yep. There were no Olsen twins nearby. You don't need twins to be Bob Saget. There were just, no funny home videos playing in the background. Just making a joke, Brad. <laughs> You're the only one who can make jokes around here? No. <laughs> That's what I thought. Good job. So Ross shows up, and then Chandler introduces them. Mm-hmm. Ross, Russ, Russ, Ross. And, that then, was easy. and then we get the the very long introduction, uh-huh. which I will perform for you. Oh, hold on. Let me get my popcorn. <laughs> Are do you... I have lines? Do I need to read with you? I mean, I have it all written down. Okay. Do... So you just can do both parts? I'll just do both. Okay. Sorry. I mean, you could do it, but. You, you didn't prepare a script for me. I didn't prepare a script. It's only four lines. It's fine. Are you a uh, friend of Rachel's? Yes. Yes, I am. Are you a uh, friend of Rachel's? Actually, I'm kind of a, uh, you know, uh, date type thing of Rachel's. (laughs) And Chandler, Phoebe, and Monica are watching this interaction. And Chandler says, this is actually good because if we ever lose Ross, we have a spare. (laughs) 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 And then... Oh, you're the uh, paleontologist. <laughs> yes, yes, I am. And you're the uh, periodontist. See? And then Monica says, see, they're as different as night and later that night. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, then, and then uh, Russ and Rachel leave on their date. Mm-hmm. Ross is very sad that she's dating other people. And they're like, yeah, but did you see who she's dating? And Ross says, see what? I don't know what she sees in that goober. And it takes him what? Like, like, I don't know. Uh, hello. Uh, a week to get out of sentence <laughs> to get out of sentence. Yeah. It's annoying, isn't it? <laughs> that Chandler says that. Was that was Chandler. Yeah. And then R- Ross says, uh, bunch of head motions. You can't uh-huh. see this on the phone. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Yes. They really accentuated his dramatic pauses. They did. And then Chandler. Could he speak any more slowly? Chandler is just, he does things. You've seen it in everything Chandler's been in. The whole nine yards, friends, whatever Chandler else has been in. That movie, the TV show he had for a short period, which was kind of good. But it was still Chandler Bing. Don't remember the name of the show. Sorry. 
he had another series a bunch of years back. It was actually a pretty good series. I enjoyed it, but it the thing was, who plays Chandler? Matthew Perry. Thank you, Matthew 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 Perry. <laughs> I feel like Ross right now. Matthew Perry. <laughs> Matthew Perry is uh, he's just Chandler all the time. What show is this? I want to know. I don't. I don't remember. I'm gonna look it up. You say the title, I might remember it. This is riveting. Riveting researching podcasts. Studio 60? I think that was it, yeah. Cool. What's the, what's the, what's the, uh, Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. TV station. A behind the scenes look at a fictional, fictional sketch comedy TV show. Yep, that was it. It got canceled. There's a lot of people on this show. Mm-hmm. Yes, Suki? You want to take over? Interesting. Okay, sorry. Distracted. So, Joey is now making a lot of pasta sauce because he's having a crisis about sleeping with the casting lady. Mm-hmm. As you do. He just, he doesn't want to get the job that way. He wants to get the job based on his talent and merit, not on the little general who, right. you know. Didn't he call it the little major? But after he slept with some woman, he had to give him a promotion. Promotion, yeah. Mm-hmm. Say, so I was just playing the yep. part of Chandler for you. Good job. You're welcome. Uh, Monica and ridiculously dull Bobby go out on a date, and she, <laughs> she wants she's trying not to drink for his sake, right? But then he starts talking about another boring thing, and she very stressfully asks for a scotch on the rocks with a twist, please. Yep. You know, so you know she's drinking heavily to combat his boringness. Right, because he's less boring when she's drunk. Yep. She finds his stories about what was it, hammers, much more fascinating or something. (laughs) So, at the coffee shop, Chandler is sitting between Ross and Russ doing a crossword puzzle, and Rachel is watching them, and Phoebe is trying to get them to see that they're the same. Right. She says, you're dating Ross. And, Phoebe, and Rachel says, no, I'm dating Russ. And Phoebe says, Russ is Ross. Russ, Ross. And she says, Steve, Sleeve. <laughs> Phoebe <laughs> says, okay, no one is named Sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I love Phoebe. Uh-huh. She's the best. Uh, Rachel just does not see it. And then they're doing a crossword. Um, I didn't really write down all the crossword things. It's okay. They were fighting over who was correct what, what, on something. Yeah. And it was Ross. I think I might have it in my fun facts because it was something related to that. Okay. But. Because it was probably a crossword. Oh, here from... it is. Yes. When Russ and Ross are doing the crossword puzzle, they disagree on whether the correct word is card shark or card sharp. But they are actually both correct terms with card sharp predating and giving rise to the term card shark. Ooh, interesting. Which is also interesting because it's like one letter difference, which is them. They are one letter different. Ooh, they they really went deep on that That's one. That's a deep one. I, I, just, I just analyzed that one for myself. Did that you? one wasn't in the fun fact. I'll confirm this later. It just says they are actually both correct. And then I realized that they were one letter different. This is the editor in you. Yep. So proud of you. So, Ru- Russ and... <laughs> Ru- <laughs> Russ and Ross. Yep. Are arguing. And then Rachel comes up behind them and sees... And 
is in between both of them while they're arguing. Mm-hmm. And they both see her and they turn and look at her. Hi. Hi. They're Ross eyes. Uh-huh. And then her like internal glass shatters and she's just like, ew, 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 ew. <laughs> She runs away. Because <laughs> finally she sees it. Right. They're similar. What bothers me is Ross still doesn't see it. Ross will never see it. Mm-hmm. He's oblivious. It's like he doesn't own a mirror. No. But okay, go on. Yep. Monica is preparing for her trip with Fun Bobby by bringing lots and lots of tiny booze bottles. And he comes to talk to her before the trip mm-hmm. and says he's worried about her because she might have a drinking problem. Mm-hmm. And he does this, of course, while she's holding a big bag filled with tiny booze bottles. Right. Uh, and but, says he's not emotionally capable of handling that and needs to focus on himself and sorry. Yep, they break up. Yep. And she comes in and announces that. All the friends exchange money, betting on when they would break <laughs> up, clearly. And then... Uh, I believe the boys lost to the girls. Okay. I wasn't paying attention of which hands exchanged the money. Yes, it was... Um, Chandler to, I think, Phoebe. Was Phoebe sitting at the table? I don't remember that deeply. Whoever was sitting at the table was Chandler's, and whoever was standing was um, Mm. Ross's. I think Rachel was standing. So then Ross to Rachel, Chandler to Phoebe. And then Joey comes in and tells them all about what happened with the casting director. Uh Uh-huh. He says he told her he didn't want the part and he stood up for himself. He didn't want to get the part that way by sleeping with her. Right. So then she chased him down and offered him an even bigger part, which is the part of Dr. Drake Ramore in at least four recurring episodes. Mm-hmm. And yep, he sure has that part now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> because he slept with her. Well, and, they're all congratulating him. Uh-huh. And then he says, I got to go shower. Yeah. And, and then, then they the exchange money the money right back. back. <laughs> That side comedy, I'll tell you. Yep, just little, little subtle things like that are yep. good. It's good stuff. Uh, the the end of the episode, which is like the over the credits scene going, which I don't think I've ever seen this before. This scene before, it was totally okay. new to me. Uh, Russ appears at the coffee shop and tells Phoebe and Chandler that Rachel broke up with him because he reminded, or because yeah, he reminded him. Too much reminded her. Reminded her too much of someone, and Phoebe says probably Bob Saget. <laughs> <laughs> and then Julie, who was the woman that Ross was dating and broke up with for Rachel, shows up at the coffee shop. Right, and she sa- she's basically saying she's sad that she's not with Ross anymore. But then she locks eyes with Russ across the room, and then all of this romantic music plays, and then the scene cuts out. Yep. See, happy ending. A happy ending uh-huh. for Russ and. I feel like I've never seen that Julie part before. Julie, Russ and Julie. Yeah. Was Julie the one that was work? Did she work? For some reason, I thought she worked at the, uh, the museum. I think she did. She was like, in some sort of museum capacity. But Ross met her when they were both in China, and then Rachel went to the to the airport to meet him and tell him she was in love with him. 
Because okay. she found out that he, you know, had feelings for her. Right. And then he shows up with Julie and then she freaks out and tries to run away. But then she trips and like splits her head open. <laughs> and then it's when she's like running back to the house and trying to tell everyone what's going on. And then she says probably one of her famous lines, which is like, isn't that just kick you in the crotch, spit on your neck, fantastic. So, so, that they met each other. Wow. Yeah. I remember way, That's I a way famous too line, much, huh? I have way too much friends knowledge in my brain, yes. I mean, how do you fit anything else in there? You got Marvel, Friends, Buffy, <laughs> Angel. Oh, too much. Firefly. Yeah. Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, Orphan Black. Orphan Black. Parks and Rec. Yeah, so much. <laughs> so many references. It's amazing you can even put words together. <laughs> That's probably why I have so much trouble. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm much better at writing than speaking. I see. So do you have some other fun facts for us? I besides do. the uh, fun fact that you came up with and the fact that you just made fun yourself by noticing that Ross and Russ are one letter off as well? Mm-hmm. So David Schwimmer plays Russ, as we know. No way. <laughs> Yet the character is credited as being played by Snaro, which is David Schwimmer's like fake name okay his nom de plume yeah this is the first use of monica's signature drink scotch on the rocks with a twist okay so it's not signature yet no it is the first use of it but she (laughs) says it many times like even later on in like the last season she asks for a drink and someone interrupts her and says scotch on the rocks with a twist i remember wow okay that's that means it's signature for sure Mm -hmm. It's like the, like the one of the last episodes, or not last season eight Something. or nine, whenever okay. Richard Chandler drama. Anyway, mm-hmm. I know exactly what it is. the scene is. I'm crazy. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. This is also the first episode that mentions Joey's character on Days of Our Lives, Dr. Drake Ramore, which also runs through the whole series. From here on out, yes. yes. Vincent Ventresca, who played Fun Bobby, was also in Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion, which Lisa Kudrow was in. Yeah. Uh, with 14 letters and 17 characters, this is the shortest episode title of the entire series, excluding the two-part episodes. What? I'm confused. Why would the two-part episodes... The one with the, one with the two parts. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> I was confused. Because <laughs> most, most of the titles are really long. Yeah. The one where Ross, blah, 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 Rachel. The one where Joey, the, the one where mm-hmm. such and such, such happened. You think they'd be more creative with something more than just the one where? <laughs> I think that's their gimmick. It is. That's, I was, yeah. You're I was just being, being facetious? Yeah, I was being stupid. Okay. This is also Julie's final appearance on the show, so she got a happy ending. Oh, her and Russ are living happily ever after. Yes, and in the DVD version, mm-hmm. Russ and Julie leave the coffee shop together as Julie says she's had enough coffee, or Julie says she's had enough coffee, but in the TV version, the credits roll right after they look at each other. Okay. So, they go, so she's over the so coffee shop. on Netflix, it's the TV version mm-hmm. because they didn't leave. Right, it just ended after they locked eyes. So, this is uh, DVDs and director's extended <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
which I remember when I was watching all of it on my DVD, which I think Allie has my DVDs. Uh-huh. Um, I remember noticing new scenes that I had never seen before when I watched them on DVD. Interesting. Well, they had to make it 30 minutes instead of 20. Right. Uh, David Schlimmer is the second person from the cast to play two characters, the first being Lisa Kudrow, obviously, mm-hmm. as we know. Right. And the music that plays during Russ's first appearance is supposed to be similar to the theme song for The Twilight Zone. Oh, very cool. So our double count is just a whopping two this time. Yeah. Because Ross and Russ. Phoebe's sister did not make an appearance. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) She's in the universe somewhere, though. She's somewhere, but not at this time. Right. It was a fun episode. I enjoyed it. I'm glad. I I just, I still, still love, you know, my two favorite characters are Phoebe and Chandler. Yeah. Because Chandler just does the stupid jokes that I love. And and then Phoebe's just awesome. Phoebe is awesome. She's the best. I mean, come on. But can't you see who he looks like? Steve Sleeve. Bob Staggis, Bob Saget. Oh, yeah. And then she's just gone. (laughs) It's the best. There's no one named Steve. Or, or sorry, there's no one there's named no Steve. There's no one named Steve. You've heard it here first, guys. Everybody that you thought was Steve is now Sleeve. So next time you walk up to your friend Sleeve, you call him Sleeve. Sleeve Rogers is my favorite character. In the Marvel Universe. Yes, Captain Sleeve Rogers. He salutes you. He's got a long arm. It's his name. <laughs> He's got real good sleeves. <laughs> oh, he has more friends named Sleeve? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so many sleeves. God, he's the so sleevy. Sleevy Stevie. Oh, nope, sorry. So Sleeve has to put on his long Steve shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's how it works now. <laughs> well. Does that mean my name is Sleeveny? It must be. Why? It's Steph. It's not Steve. But like sometimes, but S-T-P-H-E-N is Steven. Oh. Yep. You're now Sleeveny. <laughs> That's fine. So you can uh, follow us on Twitter at C-double-pod. Please email us suggestions, comments, stories. Tell us, you know, if we're doing good or bad. <laughs> Yeah. At cdoublepodcast at gmail dot com. Head on over to your podcatcher program and please rate and review us so that people can find us. And if you wanna, you know, uh, pass the word about the show, you can always hashtag seeing double on Twitter to pass the word. You can follow Steph on Instagram at Steph plus Verb to see what she is doing in the land of cosplay. Mm-hmm. And until next time. I'm Sleeveny. <laughs> Kretz. And I'm Bradford Barth. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>